Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com and on Twitter at littleempirepod. You've tuned in again and boy, oh boy, have we got a treat. Tri- fuck you. Fuck everyone. You've tuned in again, and I, for one, am surprised and blessed and privileged. Um, oh, thanks, Kamakola, for sponsoring the podcast. Love you guys. God. Bonus of the heart. Bonus of the heart. Bonus of the heart. Bonus of the heart. We should double that. Yeah. Um, hello <laughs> and welcome to Bonus of the Mind for another episode with your favourite two hosts, <laughs> Rose Matafeo and Alice, Alice Sneddon. I decided to say it with you this time. That's nice. Um, and as you, our, our, our absolutely voracious listeners will know about this podcast already is that this is just me and Alice shooting the shit, shooting the breeze, shooting cheese. I like how the first few episodes we set out a very clear guideline of what this is. Yeah. <laughs> slowly it's dissolved into what's the lowest threshold possible we can set for this podcast. But that's life, you know. That is, yeah. Do you, have you played? planned out your life have you ever done that um yeah i did and then i stopped like three years ago right okay when things weren't going to plan i was like this isn't working you're like this is part of the plan <laughs> <laughs> that's what you did you, yeah. you have to convince yourself you're like well maybe not having a plan is part of my plan i think yeah that's nice i think it was more like you set age thresholds for yourself where yes. you're like accomplish things by this age oh, and then totally. like the more and more ages you reach where you haven't accomplished that you're like fucking hell the, the, just gonna back down the ambitions that i had as a teenager <laughs> for what i would have done since i was to like, when i was 24 yeah certainly have not been met really you've accomplished quite a lot mm, but i think i'm gonna plateau very soon <laughs> yeah it may have already happened <laughs> oh god um i in the shower the other day i was yeah. i was thinking of the concept of Maybe because I'm reaching, you know, next year I'm 25 and yeah. I hope to live till I'm at least 75, fingers crossed, touch wood. Um, but I uh, I was like, maybe that, mean, that means I get three lifetimes because 25 is a lifetime, you know, maybe that means I get three ages. Well, it's a lifetime for someone who dies at 25. Yes, well, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, but maybe like, you know, in the middle one, I can completely reinvent myself. And in yeah. the last 25 years, I can just go batshit crazy, just fucking do what I want. Yeah. Like, yeah. I kind of did that. Well, not really. No. I think I thought I was going to reinvent myself, but instead mm. I just gave up on a promising legal career. It's so exhausting <laughs> and reinventing yourself, right? It fucking is. Like, the only way I could reinvent myself is by stopping doing things. I've been reinventing myself, I reckon, since I was 10 years old. Really? Yeah. How, how so? 10 years old was the first time I went on a diet. Oh, my God, Alice. Isn't that mental? I what know. What kind of diet? Uh, it was low carb. Fuck. But, yeah. the, but that's a real... I bet 10-year-olds now are doing that. 
fuck yeah they are fuck yeah they are yeah i remember being as they should be but like imagine being a 12 year old and being like oh i gotta i gotta get to the gym there are 12 year olds like that that's fucked for my 14th birthday i asked for a gym membership oh i know isn't that depressing and i they only got me a three-month membership and i was like really happy but for the three months i spent a lot of time and energy on saving money so that I could have it past the three months. Oh, and so you didn't you didn't go that much? No, no, I did. It was just that like I got the gift of the three month gym membership, but I was like, it's not long enough. Oh man! And then I spent three, and then I had to save so that I could extend it. I can't even remember the presents my parents got me when I was a teenager. It's like teenagers and stuff. I remember when I was twelve, I got a um, a soft toy of a sheep where you could unzip it and take its wool off, like you'd shed it. And I was like, I'm way too old for this. People, yeah, people are having, my friends are having sex. Like, <laughs> 12. I'm literally, 12. I knew people who were like giving and receiving blowjobs. <laughs> and I was like telling people at school that I got a sheep that I could self share if I unzipped it. Oh my God. Yeah, I remember when I was 12 and a girl was like, yeah, I've had sex. I was like, what the fuck? She that's was like, crazy. Yeah, that's I've, absolutely I've crazy to me. Yeah, it's insane. Eh? Yeah. But that's what they're doing these days, the kids these days. I fucking hate thinking about that. Like the mm. I, like when I looked at those photos of the 10-year-old me who was dieting, I was like, fuck, I wasn't even that fat. I, I could have just chilled out and it probably would have been fine. I remember very specifically being <laughs> on the bathroom and on the bathroom and yeah. to- on the toilet and like see- and then looking at my fat rolls on yeah. my stomach and really being like, "Oh my god, I'm so fat." Like being like 8 and you're yeah. like Oh no! I was. I would have been. It was just such yeah, weird body like, dysmorphic kind yeah. of society. Society. Fucking society. Hey, God. if there's anyone out there from society listening right now, call in. You've oh got a lot gosh. to answer. I for. would love to hear from you as well as Ellen DeGeneres, <laughs> a part of society. Let's put society's number two on the hit list, right under Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> she is shot to the top. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres, society. Yeah, and then upworthy. <laughs> I don't think I've seen Ellen Jenner's smile in the last five years. <laughs> Do you think you have? Yeah, she smiles every day on her TV. No, she show. doesn't. When she's interviewing people, she's got such a straight face. She's Actually, got such a straight maybe face. Maybe she does. Yeah. Sometimes she smiles when she's uncomfortable. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like when she's interviewing Kanye West. Yeah. Um, which is a fantastic interview. And thank you so much, Kanye, for um, the jackets, the leather jackets that you sent in. That was um, very nice of you. Snedhead and Metafans leather jackets. It was lovely. Yeah. Um, now, today, we, we've been tackling in this season the heady topics. Mm-hmm. The, he- the topics you think about in your head um, uh, of, 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 of the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, this this episode, we kind of wanted to tackle very softly, really softly tackle these. Yeah, we don't. Like a, we wouldn't like call a it soft boiled egg. We like it's a touch game, really. It's it's non contact touch for the international listeners. Oh god, is um like rugby, which for the international listeners is like football, but you can't pass the ball forward. Oh, actually, before we go on and introduce what today's topic is, yeah. Um, I have some apologies I want to make about people I've mentioned in the podcast, if that's all right. Go ahead. Go for it. John Voigt, who I assume is listening. I incorrectly said that you supported the Vietnam War. You were, in fact, opposed to it. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, but he's since changed his mind. (laughs) What? Yeah. Who retrospectively changes their mind about the Vietnam War? Yeah, he's gone conservative in his old age. And so, um, obviously, that's a huge, uh, huge lie I told. Mm. And I'm embarrassed, and uh, the Twitter sphere exploded. 
as regular listeners will know that we do tell one lie in every episode, though. <laughs> and train true. spotters, train spotters that's have been true. sending in their uh, guesses, yeah. yeah, for what lies we've been telling. Already, I've told one lie in this podcast. Really? No. Oh, that was the first one there. Oh, oh! you get, you got me. Damn wordplay. <laughs> okay, so um, this week we are talking about why, why, tell, tell them that, that it's human nature. End. Um. And done. And end. I just knew you were going to go on to the next thing and I just wanted to end it there. No. No. You don't even know it. Does he do me that way? I don't know why. Okay, so that obviously. Okay, that's enough. Okay. Um, Human Nature is uh, obviously a a, a lovely um, song by Michael Jackson from the album Thriller. Um, and but also it's a very weird song as well. It doesn't make sense. The human nature song. It has mm. nothing to do with human nature. Okay. It says, "If this town is just an apple, let me take a bite." So I assume he's in New York City. Ooh. Oh, don't actually. I can't believe I triggered you. I know a you little there. something about I, New York. <laughs> I'm sorry if it was a trigger. Trigger warning: New York City. Trigger warning: I heart New York. Um, <laughs> I'm wearing my jumper today. No, oh God, <laughs> she's got a tattoo as well. I do. It's on um, my butt. <laughs> oh. um, uh, I uh, I love my Michael Jackson. I love that song. It has nothing to do with human nature though. It was something we've, we've talked about in in IRL for the international listeners. That means in real life. I was I was speaking of something and I was like, well, it's human nature, and you went, human nature doesn't exist, and we were like, whoa, disgust. Your mind. Um, <laughs> I wasn't even sure what human nature was until I yeah. just Google Wikipedia it. And what did it say? It's it's kind of basically acknowledging that there is a nature to humans that is beyond cultural influence. Yeah, um, something inherent. Something inherent that that mm-hmm. many human different humans can experience or uh, i guess uh, characteristics they hold intrinsic values or whatever or or things that that, you know kind of the core of being a human yeah um that exists beyond just your biological need to survive which is funny because you need food and water etc yeah well that's the funny thing is that when you explain like you can basically explain away most behaviors in a biological way right yeah like being a dick you're like well maybe they want food (laughs) Okay, this is an okay. Well, I don't think it's human nature, but there are instances where people, like serial killers, right? Mm-hmm. There's something in them. Yeah, I guess it's physiological, right? In some ways, I've got to wait for you to finish your sentence before I agree. <laughs> no, you have to agree or not agree. Hot take: you have to agree or not agree okay. on this hot take. Just on the basis of the history of friendship, I'll disagree up front and oh, then make a call later oh, on. You are going film. to regret this one. <laughs> you want to be on this hot take, hot take uh, wagon? Like e- evilness, being evil mm-hmm. is kind of something that people would maybe argue that is intrinsic to some people's human nature or their makeup. Well, that's the interesting thing. I think I guess that's like the core of the topic, right? Because oh, what's this? I got a message in a bottle with a question in it. Oh and the question says, uh, hold did on. did you get it? I just got it from the ocean. Well, when did you go to the ocean? I went last night. So you've been holding back this message in a bottle? Yeah, well, I wanted to open it live on the air. Wow. For the oh, tension. This is, this is of the podcast when I'm a big fan of tension. Are you going to smash it open? No, I'm just going to take the cork out Can of it. Can we bleep out the smash? <laughs> Can we bleep out that smash? Yeah, okay, all right. I'm smashing it open right now. <laughs> okay, this is a question, and it comes from Anon. If you're going to send a message in a bottle, attach your name to it. That's a wonderful thing you've done. 
Imagine if anyway. they they wrote a non and they put it in the C and then they were like, fuck, I should have written my name. Yeah, gutted, eh? gutted. But it had already gone off. Yeah. Uh, so this is a message from a non. It says, uh, if there's no such thing as human nature, why do the children of good people do bad things? This is well, 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 no. Is this an argument though? But like, human nature is in terms of, and also thank upfront. Thank you, Anon, for such a thank huge. You. I would, I would love to. It says P.S. at the bottom. I'm on an island. Yeah, I mean, I really think you probably should have maybe seen more details yeah. about which island you're stranded on at the moment. He's, yeah, he said no coordinates, just that like I'm on my last food rations. Oh, and then there's a little bit of his or hers uh, blood. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, so oh, we'll so run a telling, DNA test. So on telling that. that you think a non is a he, <laughs> a non is. Yeah, do you remember when we did that riddle that discovered that you're that totally relies on the fact that you're a sexist to not get it? Yeah, it was great. do you know the one I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> what about that? What about that one about? Didn't you do the psychopath test on me? Yeah, I did. Oh, so this is a, this is good. Okay, so the psychopath test is good content. Great content. <laughs> so um, you're at the funeral for your mother and you meet the man of your dreams and uh, you hit it off and then you don't exchange contact information and then three weeks later your father dies. Why does he die? And I answered, I killed my father to meet my man of my dreams. Yeah. And apparently that means that means you're a psychopath. No, it just means I'm a lateral thinker. <laughs> One and the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can think of many ways to, to like um, cut open a, a pet animal. <laughs> from the front, from, from the, the back, front. from the left, yeah. from the right. Put some glitter on it. There you go. Um, but no, yeah, that's a funny test. It's a fun- yeah. Then- the, I do. Ex- here's what I accept. Okay, no. Let me think about the right way to phrase this. I think within the bounds of mental health, there is no, there is no, like, you just are who you are based on basically your nature and your upbringing, right? I think psychopaths are like something outside of the norm. So like when we're talking about like human True. nature, we have to deal with like what is accepted as within like the bounds or the spectrum of like normality in terms of like your mental and chemical configuration. They're the deviants. They're the naughty boys. They are the naughty boys. They are the naughty boys of this uh, society. Okay. So yeah. this is, so I think a lot of, when people argue about human nature and stuff, yeah. there's a lot of things. It's, it's, it's in times when they go, um, you know, are people inherently evil? Like war exists, you yeah. know, um, oppression exists, racism exists. Is that inherent to humans and not a part of, uh, as part of a cultural thing? It's mm. inherent to humans that there is a capacity for evil. But what about the argument of there is a the capacity of love yeah. as a transcendental, <laughs> as a transcending energy. Just before we move on, what do you mean that word to me? What, love? Transcendental. Trans- <laughs> it transcends you. Okay. Like, like love, like the capacity for love in humans yeah. is something that is not um, – like in culture and it's not a societal thing and it might not be a biological thing. I know the most of the biggest argument about fucking fucktards who like cheat on their girlfriends is like, um, love is just a biological uh, construct that means that I have to stay faithful to my girlfriend. Um, that's absolutely no, I mean, I'm sorry if I'm, uh, no one has ever said that to me. <laughs> I just wanted to say that was not from personal experience. Uh, that no sounded one, like a direct quote. No one has, um, <laughs> That's not happened. I'm sorry for your situation. No, I'm, oh, why would you be sorry? I'm not. We weren't talking about me. That's true. Um, I um, do you have any ice creams left in your freezer? By the way, no, I think I ate the last one. Fuck. Okay. 
Um, from hold on, from how long ago? Like three weeks ago. No, fuck no. Okay, okay. I can tell you, next day gone. Oh fucking! I really. I did have some paddle pops in there recently. You love paddle pops. Love paddle pops. For international (laughs) listeners, paddle pops are ice creams. Yeah. End (laughs) off. What kind of paddle pops do you get? Rainbow. Rainbow. Yeah. What the fuck? Describe that flavor to me. You couldn't possibly, except for calling it heaven. Oh, yeah, maybe I want a rainbow petal pop. Yeah, it's delicious. Some? Well, do you take some on the way home? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what about that argument in terms of... I have no idea what your argument was my, that you were putting forward. My argument is that love and... Transcends all. Love, no, no, no. <laughs> the capacity of love is intrinsic mm. to human people. Lies. To human. Why? Well, because you see the capacity for love in things that aren't human constantly about like how animals will protect their brood and that sort of thing. No, but I'm saying, I'm talking about a type of, Alison, I'm talking about a type of love. Are you talking about romantic I'm talking about, love? No, I'm talking, yeah, I'm talking about a type of love that isn't, that doesn't necessarily have a direct like biological like advantages, like, like for survival, for protection, for, you know, propagating your fucking seed or whatever. But arguably though, um, like the kind of love you feel for your partner now, its origin is the fact that you needed to procreate and have sex in order to sustain the human race. But what if my boyfriend doesn't want to have um, children? <laughs> what if that? Is this something you read in a textbook? Or yeah, yeah, okay. What if my so boyfriend in this hypothetical scenario? Yeah, but what if you don't want to have children but you still experience love? How does that make sense? Mm. Because you'd argue that the biological imperative is still the same and that the decision not to have children is just something you've logically come to as opposed to, like, biologically come to. Do you know what? If I was going to say one thing is I'd say that people were probably inherently selfish above all other things and you unlearned that. Yes. And maybe evilness comes from people who didn't unlearn it. Well, I suppose it's Can quite self- a cynical point of view, though. Does selfishness it? drive you to violence? Yeah, I think so, because selfishness is like that want to like accumulate for yourself at all costs yeah to accumulate and protect things and goods yeah but you know people always make that argument about hitler or they put forward that argument like oh maybe if people had supported hitler's art career (laughs) they always do he wouldn't have done he wouldn't have done what he had done he was so bad at art (laughs) he was really shit he was yeah. he was the most basic bitch fucking artist. <laughs> he was. He did the most basic as shit art. Like he would just do like a fucking like a little like a, a road. Uh, maybe that's why parents are so encouraging of their children's shit pieces of artwork now because they're like, fuck, I want to tell little Jimmy that that stick figure looks yeah. nothing like daddy. But what if he turns out to be a little Adolf? Yeah, that's uh, that's. I think exactly that's what it motivates people. Well, we're Edgy Yuma on the uh, podcast. You're listening to Alice and Rose. Edgy Yuma. Hey, welcome back. Oh, one, two, one, two from Alice uh, Sneddon. Call him with your requests of songs, 021022. No, it's my number. Um, Okay, what's your argument? Well, you you don't believe in... you don't no. believe in. I mean, I think you. I think you pretty much learn every behavior you can from the time that you're born. I'm very strong into the fact that, like, predominantly. A lot, a lot of it is nurture and very small parts of it are nature. Isn't that buzzy to think about, though? That we're just like these little kind of like we're like these little moving yeah. organisms on a petri totally. dish, and we only behave the way we behave because the environment and the context that we're in. Yeah. Doesn't that? But doesn't that? I mean, I guess we both feel like there is no uh, meaning to life, <laughs> um, which is. Which is just so it gets me. It's, and it's yet we me keep down. on doing it, which kind of makes us a couple of dum dums. <laughs> it's getting it's getting me down though. I is feel that, like well, I don't know. I, I just, feel like there's meaning. I don't think there's no meaning to life. I think there's worth. 
I derived w- from relationships and I wanna, experiences. I want to be a spiritual person, you know. Same. I want to be into crystals. No, I don't want to be into no, crystals. No, you don't want to be into that. Nah, fucking people into crystals are fucking assholes. I once, I uh, no, I don't believe they're all assholes, but I certainly don't know if I buy into it. Once I went, um, I've told you about this before, but for the benefit of the listeners, I'll go over it again. Mm-hmm. I once, I uh, have a friend whose mum is really heavily into spiritualism and crystals, yeah. and she has a prayer room, which is, she lives out in the country, and it's a small tin shed that's really beautifully decorated on the inside that's surrounded by water and you have to get permission to go over into the land space. Mm. And um, I've known this friend for years and I never had permission to go into the prayer room. And then uh, one day she was like, do you want to go check it out? Of course I did. Of course. Went in there and it's uh, just a single bed in a room that's kind of looks like the Hamptons. You know, it's got lots of white and navy. Is it like really legit, like beautiful? It looks like Bath and Beyond. Yeah. It's legit beautiful. Wow. And then um, just heaps of crystals. Does she sleep on the bed? She does. She takes. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Snaps in there. Heaps of crystals um, and pictures. And she talks uh, pictures of like saints and like Christian ideology. Um, Anyway, she talks about this idea of like guardian angels, that every person has a guardian angel. And that you reach like a higher transcendent like form of existence when you get in touch with your guardian angel because that's when you're like vibration. I'm sure I'm fucking this up, but that's when you're like vibrations on the earth. Notice (laughs) (laughs) no one gives a shit. (laughs) Sounds like mumbo jumbo anyway. It's when you're like vibrations sync up or some shit, and you're like living within yourself. And when you feel bad or when you have anxiety or when you have all sorts of these things, it's because your guardian angel is like trying to warn you or heed you of something and that um, you have to be in touch with them in order to live a truly fulfilled and good life, which um, some of that sounds appealing to me and some of that just sounds like total bullshit. Mm. And um, anyway, so she was... Cynical old Alice. So she was taking me through these like little potions she had, right? Mm -hmm. And she was like, this one is for healing. This one is for power, and uh, this one is for like courage in new situations. And this was actually I was in this room before I started m- the job working on Funny Girls, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, let me let me let me get a little uh, someone on that one, you know? Yeah. So for courage in new environments, and she like gave it to me, and I sprayed it on my tongue, and she goes, and you know, I just bought this for eight ninety five at the store. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, you cannot genuinely believe that something that has the power to give you courage in new situations costs $8.95. That's like when you get... um, That, come on. Those joke shops where they're like, oh, Irish accent gum. Oh, when you chew this gum, you get an Irish accent. (laughs) Ah, funny. It's nothing like that. (laughs) It is like that. Because do you actually get an Irish accent with the gum? That's my point. You don't get an Irish accent, so you don't get oh. courage. But people believe in them, and I wonder maybe it has some sort of placebo effect. I don't know. My like, my mum gives me rescue. Used to give me rescue remedy as a kid. Mm. It always made me feel better. But I wonder. That's probably the what is it? The Pavlovian response or whatever. You were drinking the whole bottle. Oh, of it. I think she was just 
feeding me alcohol. Oh, yeah, yeah Dutch, little Dutch carrot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, okay, okay. So you don't want to, you want to be spiritual in a non. Yeah, we got of, sidetracked there, but, but it like, was, it was worth it. I've heard of people who you know, you know, people who can just like find water. <laughs> Who can sense water and they can find um I like think underneath. that's a scene from Mean Girls and no. you're confusing it for real life. No, it's actually a thing. Like they, they know where there are there are water like there's water underneath like buildings and stuff. They can sense it. And they can sense also like healers. Where did you can see sense this? I no, it's just like a friend or a friend. And <laughs> healers healers like feel parts you they can feel the hotness in your body. Yeah. Like Reiki. Hottest in my body. Um, uh, no, sorry. Like they'll go, oh, your, oh, your liver's hot. Yeah. And then your liver is Well, part hot. of that is true because when you have an injury, your body circulates more blood around a specific area but in they order just, to help repair it. They vibe it. They see through it. They x-ray see. Like they see. They, like they're fucking connected to something else. You know? I wonder if that's true. So I had uh, a really like significant back injury, right? Yeah. And it used to make me feel like when I stood up and it would be really bad, it would feel like it's hard to just, it's like, imagine if your legs were on fire. Yeah. That's what it would feel like. And I went to an osteopath mm-hmm. who, um, they don't really touch you that much. Mm. They kind of like lay your, their fingers on you. Like, um, like imagine if someone's just like dotting on your leg or something like, type, like that, like like pretending to type. That's exactly like how light it is. Mm-hmm. And um, he said that he was rearranging the like the blood energy, the energy of my blood flow, right? And then he would do these exercises where um, he'd get me to stand up and wait for the the pain to be induced, and then like manipulate the way I was standing mm-hmm. to to a point where it would like alleviate the pain, but like with the most minor possible adjustments, and to the point where like it was self taught. Where if I was like standing up and in a situation where I get a lot of pain, then I'd make these small adjustments, and then it would be relieved. But physically, when you looked at me at what I was doing. The adjustments were completely minor. They were negligible. Who was the osteopath? His name's John. We'll have to bleep that out. <laughs> Why? It's a good shout out. Although it was not a prearranged shout out. Uh, not a prearranged shout out. And he's also a very strange person. Oh. So I don't want to take any responsibility for people going <laughs> to see him. I want to go to an osteopath. Yeah, but don't you reckon that's interesting? Like, even if the effect is purely psychological it did work as like a temporary pain relief to the point that when i did eventually have surgery i then got a severe anxiety before the surgery that they would open me up and find nothing wrong oh my and God. it would all be psychological so like when they came in and they were like we had to take out after the surgery they were like we had to take out some of your bone and um it took many more hours than we suspected i was like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. They, they have to take a part out of your bone yeah why because part of like what had herniated from my disc had like calcified and was part oh. on part of my bone so they had to oh. chip it out oh god i've never been in hospital hmm. i'm like i feel like i'm waiting for the day where <laughs> like all the shit goes wrong for me where they, I go in and they're like, you have a collapsed lung, <laughs> you have um, a, ra- a, a deadly rash, yeah. your foot's broken, yeah, and you have type 2 diabetes. <laughs> and that's what I've got. You know, and then when that day does come, I'll be, I'll be there to show you the ropes. <laughs> that's so nice of you. You're welcome. You know, Tom Hanks has type 2 diabetes. 
Yeah, I think I no, I didn't know that. But he's getting his doctor says he can get to the point with um good um uh, eating and exercise where he won't have it anymore. Really, he seems like such a fit, healthy guy anyway. Yeah, I think it's just his voice that makes you think that. Why? And also because well, because also you you visually think of Woody from Toy Story, and he's very thin. No, I think of Tom. You think of Tom? Yeah, I think he's pretty pretty lithe. But you've been it? watching Big and stuff. Yeah, he's very skinny in those. Yeah. Um, Got me. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like back back to the <clears throat> topic. Back to human nature. I just I feel like I want to believe in something that's I don't know connects people in a way as well, like the human condition. You know? Yeah. Oh, the human condition. Oh, we're all the same in some way. But don't you, you feel know? like the things that most connect you to other people are that you've had similar or shared experiences, rather than something that's like innately chemical in you, where you're like. I'm talking about not necessarily like romantic, like chemistry, like lustful chemistry. I'm talking about just like sitting down and having a conversation with people. You don't be like, you don't look at someone and be, okay, I'm going to connect with you. It's like the minute you find middle ground, which is usually experience, then you're like, yeah, dope. Here we go. Do you think the argument against human nature and that it's a cultural construct is an argument for racism (laughs) in terms of if, if, if a certain country, yeah. certain species of people, species of people, yeah. we're human species, but a certain race of people mm. uh, grow up in a culture that's particular to that, that inher- that makes them different in yeah. a way that's better or worse than others. You know? Like, I want to believe that there's something that's in all of us rather than... yeah. I mean, I've basically. I don't know if I fully understand. Backed you into a corner of admitting yeah. whether you're racist or not, just to agree with your argument. No, no, no. I mean, if if it requires me being racist to be right, I'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, so. But the racism thing, like racism, being that you believe that inherently one culture. In fact, I think it works superior. more in my favor because it's saying that inherently you believe that one culture is better or superior to another. I wouldn't another. say inherently. I mean, because because. You can't be a, a culture can't be inherently like culture is something that exists without outside of something inherent to a human, right? I think there is that thing of going like if if you're like racist towards um, it's like so a white person who's like I think all black people are criminals, right? Mm-hmm. And they do that on the basis of the fact that maybe they look at like prison statistics and they go uh, prison is more highly populated by black people. Mm-hmm. Right, and then and they say so. Based on that, based on that, I'm going to be racist towards black people. But in fact, if you unpack that, it's like, well, the reason it's more highly populated with black people is because there's greater poverty that goes down to like institutional injustices. There's greater apprehension of black people than there are of white people. I think, but it's- a racist is prepared to believe that a black person is just in jail because no. I th- I'm talking more about the. Uh, fucked up racists who like believe right, let's in eugenics. up that stuff then. <laughs> fucked up racists who believe in like eugenics, you know? Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like superior racists. racists. Like, yeah, like, like, like physically and, and, you know, mentally and everything about their culture and their race yeah. is of a superior nature to that of others. You they know what believe I mean? that. Yeah, they believe that. But like, isn't that something they've learned? Well, I guess it's something they've just decided, isn't it? Yeah, but usually, like, the origin of that stuff boils down to some sort of, like, 
political like misunderstanding stereotype like the reason that like hitler got so big in germany Mm -hmm. is because after world war one a lot of the wealth was held by um Jewish people because of the professions that they happen to do, right? Yeah, yeah. And so Hitler and so was just, able to twist that right. with propaganda to be like, these people are actively taking away from you instead of looking at like the societal structures that could have brought up other people or looked at why this was happening. He was able to say, Jewish people are wealthy, they're bad people, they're taking stuff actively away from you. It's the same thing that Trump is doing now with Islamic people. Do you think beauty is... I hope bu- I've got that right. Do you think beauty is... Our Jewish fans will be furious if I haven't. Do you think beauty is a biological construct or a cultural construct? Both. Mixture of both? I think so. It has to be, right? Because the standard of beauty has evolved over years. And but, it's different, to, every, and it's different yeah. to many, yeah. But there is science to suggest that like, we look for symmetry. Is yeah. like an example of beauty, or like um, certain certain cultures based on like what environment they were born into will look for strength or height. Or... Like, do you ever think about like when people are like mm, eyebrows on fleek? You're like, why? <laughs> you know, yeah. like when you're like, why are eyebrows a thing? I guess they frame the face, but like yeah. to what end? But it's weird how like bushy eyebrows. Yeah. Shout out to ladies with the bushy eyebrows. Brooke Shields, a big fan of the podcast. Brooke Shields. Yeah. Actually, you need to lay off a little bit. Your co- constant correspondence. I can't keep up with it. Come on. She just wants a, fa- a friend. I know, I know. She's but a huge snedhead. Yeah, I know, but I can't take the burden of that. You know, I have people in my day-to-day life who I'm trying to maintain. Oh, more than Brooke Shields? Yeah. That's fucked up, man. I'd kill to have her as a meta fan. Well, I would kill to have her. She's made her decision. Yeah, well, she has. Anyway, but like in the 1930s, like how thin eyebrows were like the big thing. Or the 1920s, how they would like almost shave off your eyebrows and then redraw like the single line. I know like, all that's, this. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know all this. I know all about eyebrows. So don't even think that you're, te- you're telling me new information, you know? you know? I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> Do you think in the future it will just be like square eyebrows? I think this is probably a conversation you should just keep having with yourself. Oh, man. Do you reckon you'd, you would, if you were in the 20s, do you reckon like, and they were like, darling, you should pluck all your eyebrows to a little thin <laughs> line. I- darling, I'm a Broadway producer. This, oh is, in your, this is in your previous life <laughs> on Broadway. Yeah. And you're like, darling, if you want to make it in the pictures, I want you to pluck all of your eyebrows off and just leave a thin line and it looks like so it looks like you're sad all the time. Yeah. So it looks like you're very very sad. So what's your question? Can you please do you want to pluck your eyebrows? And are you Are you willing to pluck your eyebrows for this role? Yes. Okay, you got it. <laughs> uh you uh, first first uh, show's on Thursday. Uh, <laughs> see you then. Yeah. Yeah, so but I what think What you look like in the 1920s? That's interesting. Yeah, to think about. Eh? Yeah. What me specifically? Like what you specifically cuz and to think that someone like you feel like you feel so detached from those yeah. different eras and generations, but people physically like you who had similar kind of brain patterns, similar behaviors existed yeah. in different times. And what, con- how did that context context change them? I mean, that, right. that speaks, okay. I mean, that speaks back to human nature. Like, is there something intrinsic something about happening? Shut up. I'm trying to make a point. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> what about like, you know, if you existed in the, 30s or yeah if you existed in the 1890s or whatever god forbid do you think that be, you would do you think you'd be a literally a completely different person with a different personality 
Like, do you think that? Yes, of course. Do you don't? Do you not? Do you think your entire personality is is nurture, not yeah. nature? Uh, I think a good portion of it is. I think a majority of it is. That's what I'll say. A majority. That's what I'm prepared to stand by. I'll stake my name to it. So you'd be less sarcastic in the 1890s, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Hope fuckingly. Uh, fingers crossed. Jesus. Have you got a problem with the level of sarcasm I use in my I don't think I actually employ that much sarcasm. Do you think I employ a lot of sarcasm? I don't know. Do you employ a lot of sarcasm? (laughs) Is that sarcasm? I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure. Okay, so my friend has a theory that when you have your period, you know, you wear a tampon when you're in the water, but that you don't actually need to because your body, like, internally plugs itself. Oh, yeah, I believe that. Oh, you do believe that. Yeah. So what happened was she tested the theory this afternoon by she's on her period. Yeah. Because I've got alpha ovaries and she's my friend, so she's sunk up. Nice. Um, And uh, she picks me a, a picture of the bath pre-getting in the period. Oh, <laughs> I just received the post-period pick, and um, I'm about to look at it now. Okay. It's in the clear. Nice. Yeah. And a, an associated message. All clear. Oh, my God. So that's interesting but to know. But maybe it was just heavily diluted. Yeah. I mean, I suspect that she's got a light period. No, I mean... I, I told her that, though, and she said not. Sure. I believe it. I believe it. It's, you know, it's like when you put a... In Pirates of the Caribbean, where um, Johnny Depp and Orlando Bloom go underneath a boat, and they, like, can go into the sea. Like, yeah. it doesn't actually work like that. But you can go, like, underneath, you know, water, and then, like... Um, but still have an air pocket at the top of... Oh, I see. So you think that your vagina makes an air pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and what better way and to that's end how you get today's quiz. podcast... <laughs> Um, uh, uh, it's been a good one. I don't think we got anywhere with. <laughs> we we talked about it. We don't think there is any meaning to life, right? Yeah. So I don't if think you there's any at, like number one, if meaning. you look at human, the human race, she's holding up a circle <laughs> with her fingers. <laughs> if you think about the Still human race, come to terms with the fact a giant that this is not a visual media. <laughs> it's a giant yeah. asshole. Okay. No, if you think of the human race as a petri dish of micro of microorganisms, mm-hmm. and there are and the, or some of the organisms are. Um, eating each other or t- attacking each other, causing, I know this doesn't make sense, but causing more pain than good, wouldn't you say that that is a fail experiment and you should get rid of it? Uh, you know? I yes, think more- based on that. But I don't think that your collection of information about whether or not more pain than good is being caused is, like, accurate. I think... How I- many people in, like, truly dire circumstances, like, I'm talking, like, refugees, war-torn countries, have you had, like, the benefit of... Who's ringing uh, It's my brother. God. I'm sorry. My phone's actually on silent. I don't know. It's anyway, vibrating um, like a goddamn Yeah, he's going idea. overseas tomorrow. Um, how many people in those circumstances have you actually had the benefit of like befriending or knowing and being like, Hey, I know that you went through a period of time in your life where you were starving and it looked like there was no hope, but like, were there any moments where you were like, had a laugh with your mate? No. So yeah. So is this, is this a case for, there is something that is like human striving within, that is intrinsic to people. You might have me. Have I brought You've you got me around? on the ropes. I've You've got definitely you on the ropes. got me on the ropes. That there's something intrinsic Boxing to humans. Boxing metaphor for international listeners. To not only 
survive biologically, but yeah. there is something to live for. Maybe. And I don't want what I just said then in any way to diminish the suffering of people who are in those situations because it is don't fucking worry. dire. It's going to be in the fucking apologies next week. Yeah, that's true. I will apologize. Yeah, wait till next week to <laughs> next apologize. Podcast. I'm glad you cleared it. And I agree. Sorry. But I'm just saying, in a, like a, like a, we're talking yeah. big philosophical hypotheticals, but like, yeah. I think maybe there's an argument that there is something that's maybe not human nature, but there's there's human strife. You you daimonia. That's something I learned in philosophy in first year. I fucking don't know what it means anymore, but just Google it. I don't know. I don't okay. Interesting that we had no call-ins on this episode. Do you think people weren't into it? I think the people are losing. Hang on. Do they have the right number? I don't know. 021022. <laughs> <laughs> um, please, though, do call in and do tweet us at Alice Nedden, uh and at Rose Oh, no, underscore. no. Only at Alice Nedden. No, why? Call in and tweet us at Alice Nedden. And if you have any thoughts about any of the topics that we've discussed this season or anyone, anything about today, please, please let us know. Please keep them to yourself. Uh, please let us know in the form of a message in a bottle <laughs> and just chuck it out into that sea and <laughs> yeah. sign it anon so we don't know who it's from. Yeah. And uh, in the true. Uh, yeah, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible thank you for listening it's oh, a terrible sound to finish the podcast on. oh okay do it again oh god it literally gave me a headache immediately did it oh it did <laughs> see you later Bye. to Carmicola for tuning in and tweeting me live and sponsoring the podcast. Thanks for listening to this Little Empire podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try The Male Gaze? Well, yeah, I guess Ash's defining characteristic is that he wants to catch them all. And if, so does Don't everyone. we all? We all want to We're catch all on Grinder trying to catch them all. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.